Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. This is episode 358, How Smart Architects Leverage Innovation to Launch New Firms, with Jennifer Kastensen of Hanley Wood. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is supported by our platform sponsors. RCAT, the online resource delivering quality building material information, CAD details, BIM, specifications, and so much more, all for free. FreshBooks, the cloud-based accounting software that makes running your small firm easy, fast, and secure, spend less time on accounting and more time doing the work you love. And Gusto, the easy online payroll and benefit service built for modern small businesses like ours. In other words, a people platform. So thanks to RCAT, FreshBooks, and Gusto for supporting the Entree Architect community of small firm architects. Jennifer Kastensen, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast. Hello, Mark, and thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here. You and I have been talking behind the scenes quite a bit lately. You are a, a fellow uh, jurist at the uh, Charette uh, Venture Group Architecture Business Plan Competition, and that's where we met. Uh, we worked together as, as on that jury. I had a lot of fun watching and listening to and, and reading lots and lots of business plans. Um, and so uh, it's great to have you on here to, to share uh, your story with the Entree Architect community. Let me introduce you so people understand who you are and where, what you're doing. 
Uh, Jennifer Castenson currently serves as the Vice President of Programming at Hanley Wood. Uh, in this capacity, she provides leadership and collaboration across all verticals in the building products industry to drive innovation. Castenson uh, establishes themes and coordinates uh, content from Metro Study and Myers Group, Hanley Wood's industry-leading data and research arms, along with the content from the editorial team to provide audiences with fresh, innovative content in a variety of forums. Jennifer also serves in a project management and editorial capacity for multiple concept projects spearheaded by the Hanley Wood editorial teams. And pr prior to joining Hanley Wood in 2015, Jennifer spent nine years as the vice president of marketing for a building product manufacturer. So lots of experience, lots of behind the scenes over at uh, Hanley Wood. So lots of the, lots of the, the, the content and lots of the, the programming that's happening over at Hanley Wood, you're behind the scenes making all that happen for us. And so uh, it's exciting to have you on, on the show here. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, it, it is a very exciting environment, um, a very challenging one right now for events. And um, it, events is taking sort of a makeover like a lot of other parts of different industries. And we're switching some of our events to virtual events. But yeah, my, um, my role at the organization is to basically figure out with our advisory and our editorial teams and our editorial teams come from Architect Magazine, from Multifamily Executive, from Builder Magazine, Journal by Construction, Remodeling, uh, Pro Sales, and working with them and advisory groups to target exactly what is the most important theme for an event and then um, understand exactly what sessions we should do and then plug in the right experts and leaders into those sessions. So that's um, basically my role at the organization. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. I, I, I would I would personally find that really satisfying. I, I think it, it would be fun to work with innovative people who want to share their knowledge and come up with creative ways to, you know, distribute that knowledge to the community that's looking for it. So it sounds like a fun job. It's super fun. Oh my gosh. And you hit the nail on the head because I get to come across all these people who are super passionate about what they're doing. Um, and we geek about, out about what they're doing and, um, and then we're able to share it. And there's, you know, there's a lot of groups in our industry in the built environment who have to be um, careful about what they do and what they share and what they say. And then there are other, the other end of the spectrum, there are groups where they get very excited about being able to share. And um, those are the best to have in the event environment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, I have lots of that same interaction or similar interaction uh, with this podcast, I get to invite really interesting mm -hmm. people on the show and, and have a, a, a Skype or a Zoom call and, and record the audio for the listeners. Uh, but I meet so many people, right? You know, I, I make new friends and I, and I learn new things and it's so much fun uh, to do this, you know, to do this podcast every week. And so I can, and can relate similar to what, you, what you're doing. You do, you also, you do a lot of work with innovation. Right, you're 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 collecting data and doing research and and finding new ways to uh, to for the profession to practice the way they practice and and specifically focused on on uh, on startups. And so we, I want to talk about that a little bit. But before we dive into that subject, um, I'd love to learn more about you and share your origin story. So if you can go back to where you discovered your passion for what you do today, 
and just share that story from that moment to where you find yourself today. And then we'll roll into a conversation about startups. Yeah. So ever since I was little itty bitty, I wanted to be a journalist. So um, I think that um, it's the reason why I wanted to do that is I just have insatiable curiosity. I just want to know why I want to know how. Um, and so, um, my career ended up taking me there in some strange path, which I'm not necessarily a journalist now, but I do a little bit of editorial and, um, I do get to, um, cover the stories by bringing them to life, um, in front of people on the stage. So that is, um, kind of my background and I did come from um, I was in as you mentioned in my bio I was at organized living um, a building product supplier for um, nine years and um, and then Hanley Wood brought me in and created a role specifically for um, me in order to launch Hive which Hive stands for housing innovation vision economics and it was an event and it was a platform um, and it is a platform um, uh, for innovation within residential um, within the residential industry. And the platform extends from a website that we have to a LinkedIn group, to a Twitter page, to Facebook. And we have actually a lot of dialogue and interaction with that um, group. And so it's super exciting to me that um, in an industry that desperately needs change, that there I get to work with on a day-to-day -day basis these individuals who are um, creating process innovation or some sort of other material science innovation or something that is bringing the change that it that's needed. So Hive is it was a program was it an event originally. Yeah, so we had, it was kicked, launched as an event, um, and we had it four years in a row, and we're taking the year off. Womp womp. Yeah, yeah. I think that's happening a lot throughout the, or throughout the world. I was going to say throughout the industry. Well, throughout the entire world, that's happening. Um, and so, are, so, so you're taking a break from it, and, and will it be reinvented, or will it sort of be relaunched when things sort of go back to quote-unquote normal? So yeah, so we see it being able to be relaunched as probably branded a little bit differently, um, uh, focused maybe a little bit more on prop tech or technology. But yeah, we're um, Hanley Wood wants to have something back in that um, technology innovation space in 2021. And is that is that primarily focused on smaller firms or is it industry wide? Oh, it's industry wide, and um, and actually, so year after year, we've had. Uh, an awards program that we call the High 50. And those are the most, um, the biggest innovations within housing. And um, some of those innovators are really small startups. And um, I smile because I'm thinking of some of the ones that now I see are, are uh, we awarded a couple years ago and now are really successful. Like, Brian Gaudio, and he's an architect, and he launched um, a, a business called Module, and it's a modular housing building company, um, and it's really unique, and it's uh, and he's been super successful, and now he has collaborators in the city of Philadelphia, and he's doing fantastic. So, will will the will the awards program come back as well? The competition. 
Well, that might still happen this year, um, but you know, all of us are kind of in a tailspin yeah. right now. So I, I can't commit to a lot of the things that are going to happen, but we hope that we're still able to give the innovators um, a nod this year. Great, yeah, that's because that's this audience. There, there are lots of people who fit that bill uh, because Entree Architect is entrepreneur architect, right? And so. The idea here at, at the community, Entree Architect community, is is we're we're the small firms, we're the sole practitioners, we're the very small firms. You know, typically a community of, of fifteen people, uh, of firms with fifteen people or less, lots and lots of firms of two and three and four and five people, really small firms, um, and those are the scrappers, right? Those are the people who are who are launching from scratch and finding in innovative ways. And many, many architects within our community are struggling, right? Because we're not trained to understand how business works. And, and so we need to learn how to do that. And many of us just learn from trial and error. Um, but there's also lots of innovation coming out of that. They're doing things in a new way, doing things way before the rest of the profession are doing it, almost out of necessity, right? In order to, to do what we do. Um, and so I'd love to have that conversation about um, about startups and about innovation and what are some of the things that you are seeing uh, startups doing in order to succeed? Yeah, that's, um, so uh, let's go back to the reference I just gave, Brian Gaudio module. Yeah. And he, in, in order to start the momentum for his business, he started um, his own event and he has a very small firm, but he launched an event um, and he's, um, he sends out his own newsletter, um, very active on social, very good at building his audience. And he's, he speaks at events and does things like that. Um, another example is, um, that we brought into the hive community. Um, his name is Chris Krager and he has an architecture firm in Austin, Texas. And we asked him to speak, um, actually will be one of our deans at hive. And um, he, as being an architect, he saw an opportunity to also launch a modular company. So he launched a company called Mall Modular, and he's now doing modular projects uh, that we toured the last time we had Hive hosted in Austin. Um, so he found his niche there. And then um, Dominique Davison is an architect, um, started Draw Architecture and Urban Design. And she also found an opportunity for reducing carbon impact. So she launched a group called Planet Impact, like P-L-A-N-I-T, um, Impact. And she is really making a mark with that. They're doing um, consultation and they're, they're really looking at um, the carbon uh, climate change and which is such a huge issue right now. And she's putting herself at the forefront of that. So um, she took her little tiny architecture firm and found that niche and is now um, being really successful with this um, initiative, Planet Impact. Yeah, I, that excites me. Three architects doing doing things differently, and that that's a common theme here as well. I, I, it's something that I'm passionate about about um, sort of looking at the, the the profession of architecture in new ways. Uh, we've talked about it here in the past, where if architects 
don't start being more innovative in what we do and how we provide the services and leveraging the skills and the talents we have as architects, our profession could very likely become obsolete because ideas like this, these innovative ideas that architects are pursuing, um, could very easily be pursued by others that are not architects. And they can just keep nibbling away at the things we do as architects. And, and eventually, it's not going to happen in the next 10 years, but eventually, if we don't adapt and become more innovative and provide the services that we can provide, uh, be more, um, uh, expand the definition of what architects do, uh, we very much, we very well likely could become obsolete. And so talking about uh, innovation and new ways of, of uh, practicing as architects uh, is really exciting to me to see, to see that happening. We will return to our conversation right after this quick break to say thank you to our platform sponsors, Arcat, FreshBooks, and Gusto. Every day, more architecture professionals are adding RCAT to their workflow to save them time and money. RCAT helps designers, specifiers, and architects compare and select the best products for their projects using the powerful RCAT search engine. They also offer data files like BIM and CAD and specifications right there on the same site for free without registration. There's no catch, no cost, no email. It's all free all your building material information and all your manufacturer information all in one convenient place. Visit rcat.com today to see why so many professionals are consolidating their product search to one task. Visit rcat.com. That's rcat.com, A-R-C-A-T.com. Visit rcat.com today. There's lots to love about being an entrepreneur architect, but trying to figure out your financials on your own is not one of those things. Luckily, there's FreshBooks, the all-in-one accounting solution that's built for business owners like us. FreshBooks takes all of the not-so-fun parts of running a business, from building and tracking invoices, to organizing expenses, to managing online payments, all of that, and it automates them and simplifies them, saving you up to 11 hours a week in the process. 11 hours. FreshBooks has your back at tax time too, with tons of reports to choose from, you'll know exactly where your business stands and you can easily hand over the keys to your accountant so they can take over when it's time to reconcile everything for the year. Try FreshBooks for free, 30 days. No credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com architect and enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's freshbooks.com architect. And let them know that you're a member of the Entree Architect community. FreshBooks.com slash architect. Look, 2020 has proven to be the year of many things. But if you own your own architecture business, this could be the year that you switch to better payroll. Gusto wasn't just built for small businesses. It was built for the people behind them, like you and me. Their online payroll is so easy to use. Gusto can automatically calculate paychecks and file all your payroll taxes automatically, which means you have more time to run your business. Plus, Gusto does way more than payroll. Gusto helps with time tracking, health insurance, 401ks, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you are moving from another provider, 
they can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise that 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. And here's the best part. Because you're a listener right here at Entree Architect Podcast, you get three months free, totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash architect and all the details are there. Again, go to gusto.com slash architect. You'll thank me. You're going to love Gusto. Get started today at gusto.com slash architect. Artcat, FreshBooks, and Gusto. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. Another really cool thing about it is that there's so many more resources for architects to take that step. And um, I've seen so many more programs being launched. Now we have, um, like I said, we're giving our Hive 50 top innovators, but there are other resources and programs that are launching like the Ivory Prize for housing innovation. Um, The Housing Lab, which is out of Turner Center for Housing Innovation in Berkeley, California. And then there are all these VCs that are focused on um, finding the funds and helping these groups launch like Dream Adventures and Modern Ventures, um, Fifth Wall, Housing Tech Ventures, Idea Fund Partners. And it's not limited to, I know I'm really focused on residential, but a lot of those venture groups are going beyond, you know, they're they're in commercial hospitality, hospitals, so all aspects of architecture. And it's really exciting to see that there are now more resources to help these small firms launch their ideas. Do you have um, all of those links consolidated somewhere? Is it on on the Hive website? I don't, but... Because we're going to... We'll we'll have them on the show notes. We'll look them all up and put them on the show notes. But that would be interesting because if we could just send them right to your your page then they'd be there yeah. as well yeah i think that we have um separate stories for each one of you know like whatever they're involved in there's definitely links throughout the site but there's not a consolidated list um but yeah th- those are great groups to work with yeah th- that's those are that's excellent because i i've you know i know Charette venture group you know we were we were a partner with Charette venture group when we started um and so venture capital uh and they do it a little bit differently they don't take equity um, they just partner and and work through revenue, um, but they they uh, they helped us get to where we are, right? So the idea of Entree Architect um, as a platform for small firms originally uh, launched from my own personal blog, but intentionally launched as Entree Architect to grow way beyond me, right? To outgrow me, um, and so the importance of having support, having those resources. Uh, when you have that idea, that innovative idea of taking the in- information that we have as architects, the skills and the talents, uh, the unique abilities that we have as architects and leveraging them for that idea, because so many of us have those ideas and so many of us just let them go or say, I can't do that because I'm an architect. I'm focused on you know the traditional path that architects have. And those ideas get pushed to the side because they don't think that they can pursue them or they want to just stay focused. They're afraid to lose the identity of being an architect. And so uh, the more we talk about it and the more we show architects doing those innovative uh, businesses, those ideas that expand the world and make the world a better place, like all three of these people you you identified are improving the way that we are going to live in the future. Um, and they're architects, which is what excites me most is that they're architects leveraging those skills 
and abilities uh, to better the world. Yeah. And I would say there's, I mean, um, where, where you start with your career as an architect is um, really impactful as well. Um, I've worked with people, you know, and um, maybe in global architecture firms like Skidmore, Owings and Merrill that are really um, helping people think differently. Um, but then also um, one of my most favorite architects, Joe Wheeler is at Virginia Tech. And he has so much passion for the projects that he's involved in. For instance, he's been competing in a solar decathlon for years and years, and they've won several times. And his team invests every ounce of energy into these projects, but his students walk away with this expansive knowledge of, you know, how, how to um, not only hands-on build a project, but um, also how to manage it from uh, the beginning to the end. They traveled overseas, they brought the project back, they rebuilt it in New York Times Square. Um, they had to manage all of that. And um, he was at the forefront of that and his passion is just um, unbelievable. <laughs> Joe, Joe is somebody that we need to get on the show here. <laughs> yes, he is, he is for sure. Without a doubt. So if if, there and, and there are there are, there are thousands of small firms listening and and many of them are startups thinking about launching or because of the economic environment we are in are are forced to launch many of the firms that are established today were launched during the recession of the 2008 you know 2008 2009 they lost their jobs right and out of necessity they launched a, a new firm and many of today's firms are those firms and so if if we have architects listening today that are launching right now, or they think that it's on the horizon for them that they are going to need to launch a new firm. Um, do you have any suggestions on, on some resources or um, some steps that they might take to sort of prepare themselves to be a little bit more innovative in, in the way that they establish their practice? They have this opportunity before them. Um, any suggestions for them? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think, um, it, you know, after going through the juror process and, and getting a little bit more exposure to what they're faced with and, and some of, you know, and there's going to be hurdles. And I think that um, as they come across those, it is so important to be reaching out to folks who, um, you know, that they knew in school, um, that might be in larger firms that can give them some insight. Um, it is also so incredibly important to build a local network and a national network. I think um, just giving yourself some sort of exposure is incredibly important. When you find, also when you find that you are going to be focusing on any particular type of business, um, when you find that niche, it is build your expertise around it. So make sure that people know that you have that expertise. Um, you can do LinkedIn articles and it's free. Um, you can do things that are, uh, there's so many resources at your fingertips. And I'm sure that even if you Googled like um, how, what resources are there for me to um, promote my brand, you would find out that there's, it's almost limitless. So I would say um, leverage all of those resources to um, the ends of possibility. 
Yeah, I mean, take, taking your expertise, the thing that you are good at and you're passionate about, um, and leveraging that to differentiate yourself as as an architect, um, and and being able to um, uh, find that niche, uh, and then the idea of of like what Brian did with modular or module, um, where he launched an event, right? He's, he he by launching an event, he establishes himself as the leader in that movement, in that, in the, the knowledge of what he has. He is now a thought leader, right? He's established himself as a thought leader just by establishing that event and bringing other leaders who, are, who have knowledge to also speak on that topic um, and, le- and, and positions himself immediately as an expert by, by doing that. And- yeah, it's, so, it's funny to me because I will be on the call with a call with someone and they'll say, yeah, I was talking to this person the other day and he's such an innovator and da, 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 da. And I, and I'll, who, who was it? And they'll say, Brian Gaudio. And I'm like, oh my gosh, of course. And he finds a way to connect with people. And then like for his event, he was able to get somebody to record it and then he was able to publish it. And then, you know, during the event, he walked the attendees to a project, you know, he found a place that was nearby, walked people to a project that he had just completed um, so that everybody got to see the product, the product. And so there are just so many ways that he's finding, he's reaching out to product manufacturers. He, you know, trying to find out just like Chris Krager did in Austin. He, he was really invested in architecture and then found an opportunity and is now launching a new business or Dominique did. So um, finding the opportunity to see that um, we really need to reduce carbon emissions. And now she's dedicating herself to that. And it's just a, a super important message. Yeah. I, I think a lot of architects have similar knowledge, have similar passion, have similar expertise, and fear gets in the way, right? They're afraid to, to pursue it because of what may happen. They may fail. They may they may think that other other people may think of them in a different way. They may again, they may lose their identity as an architect, which I don't agree with that that happening. I think you actually reinforce your identity as an architect. Um, but but I think that when people think thought leader, right? All three of those people now are thought leaders. They've established themselves as experts. They speak on the topic. They write about the topic. Whatever they do to uh, um, to promote the work that they're doing they are establishing themselves as experts and a thought leader in the industry um, and, and benefiting from that, right? Their businesses are growing from that. Their, their, their networks are, are growing uh, in significant ways. Um, and I think very often architects uh, don't pursue that just because they're afraid. Um, and so do you have any suggestions on, on how they might do something like that? If they have an idea like, like Brian, uh, or Dominique or Chris, just to get started, do you have any suggestions on how they could just, what's the next step? To, after they have, they have that idea, what can they do with it? Yeah, what's the launching point? Um, I, you know, there's, I think it kind of depends on the idea, but I think um, the, you know, there's, you kind of have to put that behind you or look at or be inspired by the others who have kind of paved that path in front of you. So um, I would say, you know, reach out to see who else has done it, how they did it, um, see who else you can collaborate with. Like I mentioned, 
um, there are product manufacturers or there are developers. A lot of times when I'm working on an event program, I am very excited to have architects involved. Um, we are um, very pure with our events, meaning that when we have a builder event or we have a multifamily event, we have only those developers or property managers speak at the event. And that way, um, you know, we don't have service providers um, maybe commercializing some of the content. Right. Um, so we're very pure about that. But um, a lot of times I'm trying to get architects in the program because they're, they are so good at being visionary um, and pushing agendas and understanding the broader context um, of any sort of project. And I would say just capitalize on that um, and be proud of it and own it. And uh, I think there's so much value to that. And if you're um, nervous or anxious about taking that first step, um, come talk to me. <laughs> yeah. I will be a cheerleader. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Jennifer Castenson. Um, <laughs> how do they contact you if they wanted to reach out to you? Um, yeah, I mean, anyone can find me. I'm on, uh, some of our Hanleywood sites. Um, my email is jcastenson at hanleywood.com. Uh, we have the website, thehiveforhousing.com. So a lot of those different ways or LinkedIn. Um, so yes, please. Yeah. It, so if you are listening right now, uh, you are listening. I, I always laugh at myself when I say, if you're listening, obviously you're listening, you're listening right now and, and you are launching a new firm or you have the idea that you may launch a new firm and you have an idea, some innovative idea. Um, and it doesn't need to be, you know, quote unquote innovative, right? Something different, something that makes you unique, something that you're passionate about please don't be afraid. Pursue that. Find people who've done similar things. Research their path. Speak to those. Every one of those people are open to having a conversation with you because they're passionate about it too. They're passionate about what they've done, right? So reach out to Jennifer. Reach out to me. Reach out to the people that Jennifer is talking about and don't be afraid to pursue it because not only is your success based on it, the, the success of the profession is based on it. We have to expand the definition of what architects do. We need to continue to grow uh, the roles and the responsibilities that we have as architects. And that is a great way to do it. Don't just launch an architecture firm. And you can do that. If that's what you want, if that's what you're passionate about. But if you have an idea, pursue that idea and make it, make it something special and make it something that can, can separate you and, and differentiate you as an expert and a thought leader. So. Jennifer, I appreciate you coming and inspiring us, uh, sharing some, some information and some knowledge with us about startups and innovation. Um, before we, we wrap things up, I want to ask you the final question that I ask everybody. Uh, what is one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? So I think my advice would be is don't waste a recession. Um, That's good advice. <laughs> so much that you can do right now that with the challenges that will lead to opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. So many of the architects, the successful firms that we have on the show, uh, referenced the last recession 
that either they launched in that recession or they relaunched in that recession. Um, that that they shrunk right because of the recession and they had the opportunity to to do things differently and so to not waste the recession to not just sit and wait for things to get better but pursue it and look at the opportunities that exist during that during the recession uh now and throughout the next year or, or so uh excellent advice jennifer thank you very much uh their name is jennifer castenson Hive for Housing, all spelled out well. I have a link to that. Hiveforhousing.com is the website. You can learn all about Hive and what they're doing over there. Uh, Jennifer, thank you very much for joining me here today, sharing your knowledge at Entree Architect Podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Mark. You've been listening to episode 358 of the Entree Architect Podcast. If you would like to access the show notes, there's a bunch of links on this one. Uh, you can access those show notes at entrearchitect.com slash episode 358. That's also the link that I'm asking you to share with your best friend, your best architect friend who may not know what we're doing here at Entree Architect. They'll thank you. Entrearchitect.com slash episode 358. Did you know that Entree Architect is proud to be? Yes, you do. Of course, you know. You've been listening to me long enough to know. Entree Architect is proud be part of the largest, most engaged AEC multimedia network on the planet, Gable Media. We're curating thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world, and we're celebrating at Gable Media. We have some exciting news. Gable Media Network partner podcasts shared 1.2 million downloads in 2020. That's huge. 1.2 million downloads that's a lot of listening. And most of the shows, well, not most, several of the shows didn't start until the summer of 2020. 1.2 million downloads. And that's you. The Entree Architect community is a big part of this. Entree Architect podcast, Build Your Brand podcast, Speak podcast, Practice Disrupted Spaces podcast, and Troxel. 1.2 million downloads in 2020. So thank you for listening here at Entree Architect podcast. And thanks for listening to all the shows at Gable Media. You can listen and subscribe to all the shows at GableMedia.com. That's G-A-B-L Media.com. And brand new, brand new at Entree Architect for 2021. Some more big news. I teased this a little bit last, last year. Entree Architect Simple Systems. Finally, quick and simple business systems for small firm architects. For years, you've been telling us that you know you need to build your business systems. That's the one thing holding you back, right? Well, we're building an entire suite of simple systems for you, the small firm architect. Our first simple system is ready. It's ready for you right now. You can access it right now. If you wanna learn more about how to access Entree Architect Simple Systems, visit entrearchitect.com slash simple systems right now that's entrearchitect.com slash simple systems to learn more and download right now entrearchitect.com slash simple systems love learn and share what you know thanks for listening have a great week I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. 
You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.